from Wirral. We've got three groups from Wirral. One of you volunteer. Very good, you volunteered. Well done. Okay. Uh, one, two. Anyone want to volunteer a girl from their church? Her? Okay, very good. You've been nominated. Come forward. Yeah, well done, you that's turning around going, not me, please. Okay. Uh, today's team volunteer, it's Shannon! Well done, Shannon. Come and join us. Now, today's game... I was going to play Chubby Bunnies, right? But apparently, Jazz tells me you're not allowed to play Chubby Bunnies anymore. Has anybody else other than Jazz heard that rule? Not enough of you. Okay, well, we'll do that another day then. Right, okay. Jazz, can you come and help me with this game? Jazz, what I'd like you to do is I'd like you to open this packet of cream crackers. They might be a bit crumbly because they have been to, I think, two new days and we've never actually opened the packet. So if you could open those. Can you please give everybody here three cream crackers, Jazz? That's three cream crackers. The aim of this game is to eat the three cream crackers as quick as you can. Just in bits is fine. Just as long as you have three cream crackers all in all. That is a lot of rain, isn't it? Oops. Who's looking forward to going out on the streets? Yeah. Okay. Everybody's three cream crackers. The aim of the game is to eat these three cream crackers as quick as you can. Hell, but this, this is a, a British tradition. This is called a cream cracker. You would eat it with cheese, perhaps some chowder, because that's how you actually say it, not gouda, like we all think, but chowder. I learned that when I was in Holland. There we go. Okay. So, if you are um, a girl aged 16 and over, you're cheering for her, and your name is? Jessie. Jessie. Jessie, where are you from? Winchester. Winchester, Hope Church, Massive. Ooh, ooh, Hope Church. Okay, so if you're 16 and over, you're cheering for Jessie. If you are a boy and you are aged 14 and under, you're cheering for Nath. Who's in Bishop Stortford? Okay, if you're a girl aged 14 and under, you'll be cheering for? Enya. En- Enya or Anya? Enya. Enya, cool name. Okay, so that's you. And if you are a boy aged 15 and over, you're cheering for? Herbert. Herbert. So you've got to do it with a H in there as well, okay? And if you're not any of those, you can cheer for Shannon, okay? Which essentially isn't anyone. Okay, so... The winner is the person to eat all three cream crackers, nothing left in the mouth. Are you all ready? Vast crowd, are you ready? Three, two, one, go! Lots of cheering. Now, normally this takes about 15 minutes or so to get through. Come on, Nath. Come on, you can do it. Herbert, come on. Representing the Netherlands. Come on through. More cheering! More cheering from this side! More cheering from that side! Under fifth, under 14 girls! 15 and over girls! 14 and under boys! 15 and older boys! People called Sebastian! Very good, well done. People called Sue! Very good. Are you still answering? More cheering! They're working hard in this game. Are any of you vaguely close to finishing one? 
Jess is on a second. Jess has got a big gob. Come on, Jess. Wolf it down, girl. Wolf it down. Welcome to the New Day Outreach Boot Camp. No, we're not Boot Camp. New Day Outreach Seminar. Boot Camp's last year. How are they doing well through one and a half crackers so far? Nath, what are you thinking of this so far? Great. Brilliant, very good. Jess, are you happy? Dry. Say so it, don't spray it. Okay, good. I know it's dry. That's entirely the purpose of the game. It's called comedy. Okay, more cheering! More cheering! 14 and under girls! Very good. 15 and over girls! 14 under boys! 15 and over boys! People in high visibility jackets! People in high visibility jackets. People in high flipping visibility flipping jackets. Of course, in an emergency, these are the people we're listening to and respecting with their commanding voices. People on PA desks! No, don't give me the uh-uh-uh. People on PA desks. There we go. Come on, they're cheering. Jessie's gone. She's all three are in the gob. Nathan's all three in the gob. Helmut's all three in the gob. Shannon's all three in the gob. Come on, Enya, we're waiting for all three, but it's the first person to finish. First person to finish the seminar. The cream crackers. Anyone? Jess is the winner! Jess, you get to win a packet of Haribo Jelly Babies. Red applause for Jess and everyone else. Very good. You can go take a seat. Well done. Oh, riveting. Shannon, that, when you drop them on the floor, that does not come back. Come back and finish your crackers. I am making her eat them because she dropped them on the floor. Five second rule. I'll help you. Okay, so. <coughs> okay, so. Sorry about that. Sorry, 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 sorry. I'll just. Don't mind being straight deep. Okay, right, we're good. Okay, so we are going to be talking now. Sorry, these are really dry, those crackers, aren't they? Sorry, Jazz. Okay, sorry. It's all good. So this morning, we are going to be looking at getting ready to go out and about on the streets this afternoon in three locations. We're going out to Norwich, we're going out to Attleborough, and we're going out to Wyndham. Three different locations. We've been doing outreach in those places for a number of years, and every year we see God do some amazing things. Okay, just yesterday we sent out a coach load of 50 uh, into Suffolk to do a survey called Who Cares? And yesterday we saw the record number of responses we've ever had in any of the times we've done Who Cares? Yesterday was the smallest number we've ever taken out to do Who Cares? And yet we got the largest number of responses and conversations we've ever had. So we're really excited by what God is doing. And I want us to remember, as we kind of get into this today, I want you to keep remembering everything that you're listening to and hearing across New Day. So last night we talked about and had that amazing time with uh, Francis Chan speaking about that great and glorious, awesome, unapproachable God. That magnificent way in which he just read some very simple verses from the Bible, but brought them to life to us in such a way that it's like... Whoa, 
God is awesome in the right sense of that word. God is so incredibly awesome. And that is the God that we're going out to represent today. But I also want you to remember what also Francis said at the start. You never know. You never know. Today might be someone's last day that we're going to go and meet on the streets today. It might be their last few hours on this earth. We've got no idea. And we don't want to get maudlin about that, but we do want to be reminded of the significance and importance of what we're doing. Today, you might have that moment like Stanley had the opportunity to do at that funeral to stand and speak the gospel into someone's life. And it may be the last moment they're going to get to hear a message like that. It's kind of serious what we're doing, but we're going to do it with some fun and some smiles and lots of laughs along the way, okay? Outreach is fun. Turn to your neighbor and say, outreach is fun. Very good. Right, now say it like you mean it. Outreach is fun. Brilliant. Okay, we are going to give you today a few little kind of things to help you. Okay, we're going to give you a couple of little ideas that you can use as we go onto the streets of these three different locations to talk about and discover and unpack conversations with people, to lead people to think a little bit more about God, to give you kind of a bit more confidence so you're not just kind of going into a place you've never met to talk to people you don't know who might not want to talk to you. So we're going to give you the opportunities to really kind of just have some of this stuff. So kind of just be listening and be thinking about and be kind of getting ready to think about how you can use these things yourself. All right. And this is not just for today. This is for you as you go, guys go back as well, as you head back into your churches at home, whether they're in the Netherlands, whether they're up in the north, whether they're down south, whether in the southwest, east, wherever you come from, these are things that you can use in your churches at home as well. We're also going to hear some stories of what God is doing and what God did last year to hopefully encourage you as well. So you can kind of know that this is not just kind of made up stuff and it's not just kind of for those that feel that way inclined. And I think, to be honest, the very fact that you're here this morning, I want to say well done. This is perhaps the most courageous seminar you have to be, uh, you have to have to come and attend because actually this is one with a significant repercussion that this afternoon we're going to go out and do some stuff. This is not just a seminar where we can make notes and go, wow, God really spoke to me today. This is one where you actually got to go and do something about it as well at the same time. And I think that's where it's really encouraging. And we're thrilled as a team that actually you guys are here to come and join us on an adventure. And we have had so much fun over the last few years doing this. And we believe, and I know the, the, one of the reasons I picked on the guys from the Wirral is I know that last year when we went out to Kings Lynn, God just did some amazing things with that group. And I know that over the year that's been really helpful for you guys, but also for your church and for others that we've met as well. And so we're really believing and in faith that God's going to do some amazing things. So we're going to, I'm just going to go through the first kind of little idea that you can use as we hit the streets this afternoon. Then we're going to hear some stories from Paige, um, who herself was in a seminar like this, I think, four years ago, something like that, and uh, came out as a responsible adult um, with her church, uh, some of the youth guys from Worthing. And again, her life changed as a result of that, and I know that the church was impacted too. 
And then Jazz uh, Potter uh, is going to come and share another kind of idea as well, just to get us thinking through. And then right at the end, we'll do all the kind of housekeeping stuff and give you all the information you need. So the thing that I want to kind of just talk through is, is something that I learned by doing boot camp, which is what we've done the last couple of years. A couple of years ago, uh, some friends of ours from uh, King's Arms Church in Bedford, Steve Wilson, uh, kind of taught and introduced me to this idea. And it's something that they've used in their church, but a number of other churches as well. It's come out of uh, Northern Ireland. And it's something called the miracle question. Now, hands up if you've ever done outreach boot camp. So you came either the last couple of years. So we've got a handful of you. So you guys sort of know what we're going to be talking about here. But this is just a really simple idea that you can use, if you want to, to start conversations going. So I don't know about you, but sometimes when you kind of get out onto the streets or you're kind of going to meet people, you're not kind of too sure how to start a conversation. Do they want to talk to me? Do I want to talk to them? How do I know if they're ready? What if they're going to ask me the question about how did the dinosaurs fit into Noah's Ark and all that kind of stuff? And you, and you kind of, all that process has happened in your head before you've even been able to say anything. And uh, one of the other things, again, that I learned from the guys at Bedford is they talk about uh, going for the easy wins or picking low-hanging fruit. You know, you're not kind of trying to get to the most difficult and the kind of most complicated things. You're just looking for the easy wins that God just kind of tees up for you when you go, oh, well, that was easy. And the miracle question is a really helpful way of doing that by basically having three questions in your arsenal. Okay, so three questions... The first of which is probably the most easy question that you can remember, and it's this. Excuse me, may I ask you a question? Okay? Could I borrow you, please, for this particular, just a question, okay? You need to be able to say two words, all right? Okay? The first of them is no. Okay? Just practice that for me. Brilliant. Okay. What's your name, sorry? Nancy. Nancy. Hello, Nancy. Okay. Nancy, I'm sorry, I don't know your name. Um, Hi, can I ask you a question? Okay, no worries, thanks, have a good day. I have successfully engaged the miracle question. Nancy doesn't want to talk to me. She has no interest in me whatsoever. She thinks I want to sell her something. She just has no interest. She's far too busy. She's going far too quickly to the next shop. She hasn't got time for a question. Therefore, I say to her, thank you, have a great day, and get out of the way. Easy so far, yeah? You with me on that one? Because that's an easy thing. If she doesn't want to talk to me, there's no point in going, uh, excuse me, may I ask you a question? No. Oh, oh, okay. Um, Can I ask you a question anyway, even though you don't want me to? The question is this. That's not going to help. We're not winning here. Okay. um, Excuse me. Can I ask you a question? Yes. Brilliant. Fantastic. The question I want to ask you is this. If God could do one miracle for you today... What would it be? Nancy, you can sit down. Thank you very much. Round of applause for Nancy. If God could do one miracle for you today, what would it be? That's the miracle question. So it's quite simple. Can I ask you a question? No? Brilliant. Have a great, have a good day. Yes, great. The question is this. If God could do one miracle in your life, what would it be? Because what this question does is it gets straight to the heart of people. 
You haven't got to try and work through your kind of like, you know, the, this verse and that verse of the Bible. You're not trying to come up with a, a great constructed argument and you're kind of trying to remember what Francis Chan said because he had an amazing gift. And if I just say what he said to people, it's going to be brilliant. It doesn't work that way. If God could do one miracle in your life, what would it be? And what people will do is they'll answer in any different number of ways. They might say something like, well, actually, um, a friend of mine is really poorly. I would love for them to be healed. Or I'd love for them to get well. In which case, you can begin a conversation around that. You can begin to offer to pray for that person. Say, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. We believe in a God who heals. In fact, we're part of this thing called New Day. You've probably seen myself and all these other guys because all of you will be in a red T-shirt. Is that a New Day T-shirt that you've got on? Or just a red T-shirt? Just a red T-shirt. Fair enough. Can you stand up anyway because you've got a red T-shirt? Okay. We will all have a red T-shirt on which on the back says New Day. The whole town that you will be in will have 25 or 50 people in bright red T-shirts. And immediately it will begin to conversation. So you've probably seen this. We're New Day. We're staying up on the, uh, the Norfolk showgrounds. You can sit down. Thank you very much. Uh, we're staying on the Norfolk showground, And actually we've begun to see people healed instantly when we've been praying for them and I'd love to be able to offer to pray for your friend to be healed would that be okay it's really simple it's just kind of straightforward it's fairly natural it's fairly easy stuff but it just helps you to do that now it may be that they do something a little bit silly perhaps or it may be perceived as silly they may say do you know what I really want if God could do one miracle in my life what it would be is I would own five cars And you think, well, okay, how am I supposed to kind of talk about God when it comes to this kind of stuff? How am I supposed to kind of help people to pray? And what you've got to then do is just ask God before we go out, while we're out, and in all those moments, God, would you just give me some wisdom? So like Rob Glover yesterday talked about that. He was in the middle of a live interview, 500 million people watching, whatever it is. And he said, God, just give me wisdom. Okay, the family, God made the family for children. Okay, let's just say that and see what happens. So if someone says, what I really want is five cars. You go, oh, okay. So five cars. So you kind of what you're saying is, you know, you want to be rich. You want to have wealth. You want to have all the riches in the world. So it's kind of that kind of thing. Is that what would be good? Cool. Well, do you know what? I might pray for that. But do you mind if I also pray that actually you would know the richest riches there are? And actually, the Bible, and we're here with New Day. You've probably seen myself in a red T-shirt or some of my friends. We're here with New Day. We're camping on the Norfolk showground. Notice the same script that I'm using. We're staying on the Norfolk showground, 6,000 people from across the world. And we come to get together to talk about God and the great blessing and riches that come with knowing God. And do you mind if I, I, I pray, pray that for you at the same time? And what you've begun to do is you've begun to get into a conversation about God. You've begun to get into a conversation about prayer. And they may turn around and say, I don't really want you to pray for me. No. And you go, okay, no worries at all. Is there kind of any questions that you might want to ask? Or is there anything that we can kind of think about or discuss about those moments? And so you just kind of, it gives you the opportunity for a discussion and a conversation. It's really simple. That's what this is. Now, maybe you kind of get to that point. You've prayed for that individual. And then you kind of think, well, what next? And then you've got this next question that you could come up with. And this is your kind of finishing questions. This is your third question. It looks very similar to the second one. The second one is, if God could do one miracle for you today, what would it be? The third and final question is this. What do you think the greatest miracle 
that God could do for you is. So it might be that someone goes, I want my five cars, or I'd like to have blonde hair, or I'd like to be more buff, or I'd like to have my friend healed, whatever it is. And then you say, okay, well, that's your greatest miracle. What do you think the biggest miracle that God could do for you ever is? And again, that's going to open conversation, provoke conversation, and those kind of things. And at that point, you've got the opportunity to say, well, do you know what? I actually think God has already done the biggest miracle that he can for you. And they go, what? They go, do you mind if I tell you what I think the greatest miracle that God could do for you is? The greatest miracle that God could do for you is that you might be able to know him and be known by him. The greatest miracle that God could do is for him to reveal himself to you in order that you might know him. And I believe he's done that in the person of Jesus. 2,000 years ago, God came from eternity and came to earth. And Jesus lived just like us, just like you, just like me, just like every person. He lived an innocent life and yet died like a criminal. Why? Well, because the Bible tells us that all of us live separated from God because of our wrongdoing. And the punishment for wrongdoing, the Bible tells us, is death. And Jesus died to pay the punishment. And yet three days later, he rose again to new life in order that we might also be able to receive new life and life in all its abundance and all its overflow and the great riches that come with knowing God. I believe that's the greatest miracle that God could do is he could rescue you from an eternity away from him and bring him to an eternity with him. Or something along those lines, you might want to say. But basically, that gives you the opportunity to just share the central bit of the gospel message with individuals. And suddenly they're like, whoa, okay. And that might provoke more conversation. Oh, what do you mean by that? And again, you can offer to pray for them. That might lead to the point where they want to know God. It might mean that they want you to pray for something in, uh, in particular. We're all going out representing local churches. You'll have with you information about those local churches. And if you get into a conversation like that, you might be able to say, look, if you, you know, we're going to be going away uh, back to our home church, wherever that is, you know, your, your hometown. But here's a church that, that if you'd like to find out more about what we've been talking about today, you can have that. And you can leave them the information so they've actually got that to connect with. Okay, so those three questions, they're really simple and they get you very quickly to the heart of some discussions. Okay, so the first question is, excuse me, may I ask you a question? We're going to practice the miracle question. Okay, so after three, we will all say the following, excuse me, may I ask you a question? Last year, every person that came out on the streets asked that question at least once of one person. Okay. So for some of you, you may be thinking, I'm really nervous. That's your goal today, to ask this question of one person. And you can practice now. One, two, three. Yes. Okay. So I've given you permission now to talk to me. You may now ask me a second question. One, two, three. If God could do one miracle for you today, what would it be? Now, if you want to, you can take a quick photo of these, quest- these things. You can put them on your phones. You've got them with you. You can scribble them down in your notebooks. You can remember them when we get to our locations. You can practice them, and you can start thinking about those kind of things. All right? So that's technique number one. 
it gets you very quickly into discussions, but then the kind of it's over to you to think about how you can then best explore the following on from that. Okay, responsible adults, delegates, we will tell you how it all works in a little bit. But you might think, oh, it's a little bit scary. What if does it does it work? Paige, why don't you come and share us some stories about what happened last year, and then we'll hand over to Jazz. Thanks. That's nice. I'm just going to check that everyone can hear me. Um, all right. Is that okay? Because um, I do have quite a quiet voice. Me too. <laughs> okay. So last year, was anyone here last year? I think there were quite a few hands that went up. Okay. So we've got a lot of new people um, here. Last year we had so much fun. And we had a whole range of people from people who do this all the time, people constantly having conversations about Jesus, to the other end of the scale where they were doing this for the very first time. Um, And so I'd like to tell you just a couple of really fun stories um, when we use this miracle question. Um, So I'll start with one with a group from Crawley. Is anyone here from Crawley? No, not this year. Um, So there was a group of um, young people, quite young people, And um, in his little testimony video, he says, well, I was just walking along and uh, minding my own business. And then I saw this lady, and she didn't look very well. So what I did was I walked up to her, and I asked her the miracle question. Excuse me, can I ask you a question? And she said, yes. And he said, if God could do one miracle for you today, what would it be? And she said, well, I've got a really um, hurting elbow. And so he said, I'm really sorry to hear about that. Um, I believe in God, and when we pray for people, sometimes they get healed. Would you mind if I prayed for you to be healed? Um, In a really gentle way. And she agreed. So he prayed a really simple prayer, um, asking uh, the Holy Spirit to come, for pain to go, and for healing to come. And then what this lady said was that she had this like warm sensation in her elbow, and it was healed instantly, just like that. And um, yeah. That deserves a cup. <laughs> Praise God. So there's a kind of healing story. Another one um, was another group from Crawley. Um, and in this session, um, during the prayer time, we'd been asking for divine appointments. Um, so when we go out on the streets to kind of have these seemingly coincidental things that happen that just seem kind of too good, but they're actually God. Um, and can I just point out that every appointment that we have is divine because we have God living in us. Um, So everyone that you speak to, you're bringing the presence of God into that situation, which is so powerful. So you can have confidence in that today. So um, there was one girl who Simon, I think, nicknamed Blueberry because she had bright blue hair. Oh, okay. (laughs) Nice. Well, what what she'd prayed for was that she would meet some other people with colored hair. Um, which I can see is in fashion this year, but it wasn't so common last year. Um, and when they went out on the streets, not only did she see one person with coloured hair, but a whole family with coloured hair, um, which was amazing. And what she did was she had that one, mani- one moment of courage when she went up to them, and um, they just chatted, really. And they sat on a bench, and um, they shared some chocolates together, which I thought was really nice, and gave them their leaflet about the church. And And they just had a nice time. It's not like they pray for healing and all this manifestation. But actually, that is what this is about. And um, actually, they all had a really nice experience together, which I think is fantastic. 
So another group was from Worcester. This is in Kings Lynn, and we're not going there this year. Um, but they, they approached a lady and asked her the miracle question. And um, she, she kind of revealed that she was a carer for her friend who had um, really severe special needs. And it turned out that she was actually quite lonely in that caring situation. She was kind of giving a lot. Um, she also had a daughter with a horse that died. And there was kind of just a lot of pain in the family. Um, and this young girl, um, ordinary, just like you and me, went up... Um, said to her, well, I believe that God can replace that pain with joy. Would you mind if I pray that he does that for you, that loneliness? Jesus can meet you there. Um, And so she got to pray with them. Then another guy from another group comes over with a word of knowledge, which we're going to be hearing about from Jazz in a bit. Um, Really just a word of knowledge, just hearing from God, um, something that he would never have otherwise known about this lady. Um, And what he felt was that she had some physical pain in her body, not just emotional pain, but physical pain. And so he asked her and she said, yeah, my back is really bad. Um, I'm I'm in pain right now. So they prayed. And she, again, got instantly healed. And what she said was that she she not only felt comfort in her back, but she felt comfort in her heart too, which is just wonderful. Like, this is what it's, this is what it's about. Um... Again, so more knee pain. Um, Somebody had knee pain. The group forgot to ask them whether they got healed or not. And um, then they prayed that they would bump into them and they physically like bumped into them. And um, yeah, again, the pain was healed, but a little bit later on. Um, Another older lady, again, a group prayed for her, forgot to ask. And then later on, they just saw her walking down the street without a stick. She was just holding it, walking along, (laughs) which is so cool. Um, But I think um, one of my favorite stories from last year was a girl on my coach who was completely terrified, like really terrified, did not want to do it at all. Um, I was sort of checking up on her every now and then, giving her a pep talk, reminding her of who she is in Jesus. And she'd be like, right, okay, but still completely terrified. And at the end of um, our couple of hours, she came running up to me and said, I did it. I spoke to one person. And... um, Really, whether you are praying for healing for people and seeing them healed, like leading them to Jesus in that way, or if you're taking that one first step, that is just as amazing. And I really want to encourage you in that this morning. Um, So I hope that's all right. And I'm going to hand over to Jazz. Cool. Um, I don't want you to get worried that we're looking for you to have results this afternoon. I just want to echo what um, Paige is saying, that this might be your first time ever going out on the streets. And if that's the case, the fact that you're even here in this seminar getting ready to go out is a massive deal. That's part of your training, part of your journey. But some of you I know have been here, this might be your third year doing outreach stuff, your fourth year or whatever, and uh, you're ready to ramp it up to the next level. So what I'm going to be talking about now is just how to hear from God and have words of knowledge for people on the street. So maybe, I don't know how long ago, 10, 15 years ago, I came to a, a seminar not dissimilar to this, where a man from the front was talking. We were in Milton Keynes of all places. Anybody from Milton Keynes here? No. man from the front was talking and uh, he was describing how to have 
words of knowledge and then go out on the streets and kind of approach people with them. And he taught us and it sounded very exciting. He had lots of good stories. And then he told us that we all needed to go out and do it. And so I was in a group, they're all adults, I was in this group and I thought, well, okay, I'll go out. And um, we stood outside Milton Keynes Shopping Centre. And in my mind, I had had a, a thing about a woman that had been in a car crash when she was about six years old. Quite a specific set of words, you know, car crash, six years old. And I had a picture of a gravestone. I'd made a really good story up in my mind. And I'd, I'd shared it with the, the two other people I was with. And, uh, and I'll tell you what. I am ridiculously confident. Like, I, have, I don't fear very much. And I stood outside Milton Keynes Shopping Centre, absolutely terrified, too scared to speak to anybody. What if that word was completely wrong? And, um, and Paige just referred to, like, three seconds of courage. You know, one, two, three, go. And I'm, I was frozen. I just could not do it. And eventually there was a woman at the bus stop and I went, right, I'm going to approach her. I told the two guys I was with, I'm going to go and ask her. And I went up and I said, excuse me, were you in a car crash when you were younger? And she just looked at me like I had two heads and she went, no. And I just felt so stupid and I was so embarrassed and I just died in the corner. And, um, and I ran away quite quickly and just left her there. Uh, but in the meantime, the two guys I was with, my friend Nick had spotted a, um, a, a lady in a corner and she was trying to get one of those shopping trolleys out, trying to put a pound in and get the shopping trolley out. And she couldn't get it out. And she was obviously an older lady and uh, in her 90s. And he went over there and, and he helped her. And I kind of missed all of this because I was too busy dying of embarrassment because I'd got it so wrong and I was beating myself up and shooting myself in the foot. But he went and he just saw a need and he started a conversation with her. And he helped her with a trolley and he wheeled it round to the front of the shop and, um, and just began talking to her. And as he began talking to her, she began to talk about her life. And she said, last night, I was in my room and I cried out to God that if he was really there, that he would show himself to her. That was the night before. The next day, God sent three people to talk to her about Jesus. And so we were able to stand on the street corner, chat to her a little bit about what we were doing and why we were there. And then we were able to put her in touch with the church at Milton Keynes. Listen, the woman was in her 90s. In the closing chapters of her life, she met Jesus. That's incredible, isn't it? So yeah, I might have got it horribly wrong with my prophetic word that I tried. And yeah, I beat myself up about it. It doesn't really matter. There was a bit of courage that went on there. I learned something in that. But actually, I learned more watching my friend Nick as he saw a need, responded to the need, and his heart was filled with compassion for this woman that needed help. And in responding to that, he was able to minister something of the love of Jesus. What I'm trying to say to you in there this afternoon is give it a go. Just give it a go. It doesn't matter if it goes horribly wrong or you think it's gone horribly wrong. What God's building inside of you is courage. If you don't give it a go, you won't get used to knowing how you hear from God. And God speaks to all of us. He's never silent. And we all have the mind of Christ. And we are all filled with the Holy Spirit. And we have all got something to bring. So 
last night, so I've been doing this for a while. Last night after the evening meeting, I um, had arranged to meet a friend for a coffee in Cafe Froth. But the meeting kind of ended a bit funny. There wasn't a specific point, was there, where it actually ended, people were praying and whatever. And, um, and I kept getting caught with people as I was trying to go and get out of the, the main tent. And so by the time I got to Cafe Froth, my friend wasn't there and I was a little bit, oh, I really wanted to catch up with her and she's not here. And, and I wasn't sure what, quite what to do with myself. And I started, thought, I'll go to her site and her site's all the way over there and my site's all the way over there. And I was a bit tired and I didn't want to walk. But anyway, I started walking down there and as I started walking down there, I just felt very clearly a prompting to go to the bookshop. And... Like, I, I know how I hear from God, so I kind of knew that was a God thing. So I thought, oh, maybe my friend is in the bookshop. Went over to the bookshop, had a look around. My friend wasn't there. But another person was there. And um, he began to speak to me. And I hadn't seen him for a while. We just began to talk and catch up a little bit. And while he's talking to me, you know that bit where you're like, I don't want to talk to you because I'm meant to be my friend. And, and then suddenly, in my mind, I had two words. Depression and mental health in that order depression and mental health and I'm, and I'm like God you really want me to stay in this conversation don't you so I carried on the conversation and then he suddenly began to disclose the last few years of his life and it wasn't him that had the depression in his, um, and mental health it was his daughter and he just began to talk about it and you could see that in that moment I just needed to listen I needed to care for him give him you know words from the Bible that were relevant to him. The reason I'm sharing that story with you is I didn't say to him, oh, I've got these words, depression and mental health. I didn't need to say that to him. What I needed to know was that I was in the right place in the right time. See, when you get a prophetic word, it doesn't mean that you have to give it. You don't have to disclose it. You don't have to say. And God isn't going to point out someone's sin or someone's embarrassing illness or embarrassing ailment. Sometimes you just need to know for yourself that actually you're in the right place and you let that person talk and you listen and you get to minister to them. And often enough, I ended up about 20 minutes, half an hour in there. And I thought, well, I've definitely missed my friend. And when I came out, my friend was waiting outside Cafe Froth for me. So I still got to see her as well. And you think, God's just so kind. He ordains, as Paige said, these divine appointments for all of us. And, um, and I shared that story because I want you to know that actually the more you practice it, the more you get out there and do it, the more you're used to, you get, get more used to getting, hearing God's voice. Now, I got that sentence wrong. The more... You get used to hearing God's voice. You know how he speaks to you. Sometimes it will be a picture. Sometimes it will just be a thought. Sometimes you might see something written in the air. I don't know. However you see it, you've got to practice it. So this afternoon, you've got opportunities to do that. But maybe you're thinking, Jess, I can't do that. I can't, I can't. I'm going to really encourage you to do that. But I often find the easiest way to talk to somebody, to start a conversation, is to smile at them and say hello. That's it. That's what I do. I just smile at them and go, hello. I know it isn't rocket science, but you'll get worried about what the first sentence is. How am I supposed to start a conversation? Just use the word hello. Um, People like you. Can you just look at each other and say, you are liked? You are liked. Before they meet you, people won't dislike you. 
They want to actually have friends. People like having friends. In general, most people like to have friends, and they're quite happy to acquire new friends. And there is no reason why anybody should dislike you. And when they find out more about what you carry in terms of the Holy Spirit, they should like you more as far as I'm concerned. So at our church, we have a coffee shop. And uh, in our coffee shop, I just talk to every single person that comes in. And I start with the word, hello. I just smile at them and go, hello, and just see where it goes. So about two years ago, um, this woman was in there, and, um, and she's significantly younger than me. So she's, I don't know, sure, she's 10 years or so younger than me. She's got a three-year-old. I've got a 15- and 17-year-old. She's covered in tattoos. I don't have any tattoos. I've got a nose piercing, but that's about as radical as I get. And um, there's nothing, there is nothing that we have in common at all. But I just walked up to her and said, hello. And she just said hello back. That was two years ago. And uh, we are actually really, really good friends. And one of the things is that she has got um, uh, a really dodgy hand. And so I offered to pray for it. She's got, she has to wear a splint and so on. I offered to pray for it. Two years ago, I offered to pray for it. And she said, oh, nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. Uh, we were out for breakfast with a, a few friends recently. And uh, um, one of the girls was... She, she was pregnant and she wanted to desperately trying to give birth. She goes, wish this baby would hurry up. Wish this baby would hurry up. And she wasn't going into labor and she was desperate. I said, oh, I'll pray for you. And my friend Becky at that point goes, yeah, you should get Jazz to pray for you. She prayed for me two years ago when my hand was hurting and now it doesn't hurt. And I'm like, you told me two, uh, two years ago I prayed for you and you have never told me that your hand was healed. She's not yet saved. But she's telling other people that they should get prayed for. And again, I tell you that story because you think, oh, you're going to have to come back and you're going to have to say, oh, X number of people got saved and this happened and that happened. Actually, you just don't know what you're doing when you get to hang out with somebody and have a conversation with them. Even giving them your undivided attention and listening to them is ministering to them. It's doing something in their journey as they walk towards Jesus and everybody is walking a little bit towards Jesus some are walking very fast some are walking slowly but they are all walking towards Jesus when it comes to prophetic words I think I just touched on it I want you to be really careful you might think oh I've got this word um, and it's if it's embarrassing if it's going to shame somebody if it's going to put them down please don't say it and if you're not sure, then check it out with your um, appropriate adult or whoever you've got with you. Just check it out. Because God's heart for us, he's always for us. He's never against us. And he will always build us up. And he will always encourage us. And we don't need to bring condemnation on anybody. If the Holy Spirit wants to convict something, someone of something, he will convict them. We don't need to do that. We don't need to shame people. So I really want you to just be very careful with your choice of words this afternoon and look to build and encourage people up. And even in doing that, you are doing something very powerful, changing the atmosphere of the town that you are going to be in by just speaking truth out over people. Is anybody a little bit afraid about what's happening this afternoon? Or is it anybody? Just be honest. 
Yeah, it, it's, I, can, I get that. I get that. So I'm just going to pray for us, and I'm going to pray for the Holy Spirit to fill us. Because we're not going to do this on our own. We're partnering with God, with the Holy Spirit. And um, we're going to go out as a sent and commissioned people. Is that okay? All right. I'd like to just focus on Jesus. Give Jesus your attention. Because he's here. And as we were reminded last night, this could be somebody's last day on planet Earth. I don't know. And that's not to motivate you to do that through fear. But to be motivated by love. So Father, I thank you for each evangelist that we have got sitting in this room today. I thank you for each person that is here that is called by you. I thank you that today we get to go out and have an adventure. That there are going to be stories that we bring back because of what you are doing. Thank you for every divine appointment that you have set up today. And right now, I'm going to ask you, Holy Spirit, to come and to fill us. To remove fear from us. To instill courage into our very beings. As we focus on you, Jesus, I pray that we would know um, a release of prophetic words. The Father, as we're walking down the road, you would highlight people to us. You would cause us to go and see them and speak to them. That you'd give us the courage to say hello or, excuse me, can I ask you a question? Father, I pray that you would use every single person here today, that every person would move on in their journey with you today, that you would ramp up our expectation of what you're doing, that we would all go up a gear in our walk with you. Father, I pray for the towns that we are going to this afternoon, that they would be dramatically changed. (laughs) Come Holy Spirit and fill us now. Amen. Oh, I like listening to you, mate. Oh, brilliant. So hopefully that just gives you a little bit of background, a little bit of courage. Again, in all things, I'll just remind you what Jazz and Paige said and what I should have said at the start. What we're looking to do today is to be obedient to God and to be faithful to him. So he's asking us to go to Attleborough, to go to Wyndham, to go to Norfolk, sorry, to go to Norwich. And be faithful and ask some questions. Or even just smile and say hello. I hope, that, I hope even that has been a release for you today. We're not asking you to do anything crazy or ridiculous or outrageous. We're asking you to say hello. With a smile. And see what God might do. They're excited for it, which is even better. So, hopefully that just kind of gives you a little bit of faith and courage. As we get to each of our three locations... Our coach leaders and some of the local church leaders will be there and we'll just remind you of what we've talked about. You can think about it again as you're on the coaches. You can kind of give a little practice if you want, but just to kind of go, okay, yeah, how do we start that conversation? How do we go through there? Cool, okay, let's go for it, all right? But I really want to encourage you just to have fun. Remember, outreach is fun. 
It is, I promise you. I promise you that in about three hours' time, you will be able to say that with a much greater degree of confidence. I promise you, you will do that.